Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mags, and with me is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Lots to talk about. We're excited. We're yes. pumped. We're finally back on our normal-ish schedule. Yeah, hopefully it stays like this for some time. We'll hopefully. see what happens. And also, yeah. we got some really cool news that we're... Are we going to spoil it now, or you want to spoil it at the end? I say spoil it at the end. Spoil it at the end. Yeah. So now you guys got to listen to the whole episode to hear our very super duper exciting news, yes. which uh, we'll get into at the end. And yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. Definitely. But uh, today we are talking about Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Arrow from this past week. So where are we starting, uh, Ronnie? We are starting with Monday, so we're starting with Supergirl. Supergirl, with yes. the appearance of one of my favorite and least favorite villains of all time. I'll explain as we go on. <laughs> but yeah, you got the episode description for us? Yes, I do. This was episode 13, and it was titled Mr. and Mrs. Mixie Pitalik. I think I pronounced that correct? Well, we're going to talk about that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so Mixie begs Kara to marry him. When she refuses, he takes it as a challenge. Monel suggests killing Mixie as it was the only way to get rid of imps on Daxum, but Kara insists that they find a non-lethal way of getting rid of him. Mixie summons Parasite to attack National City, knowing this will draw Kara out. Monal inadvertently reveals that another way to remove imps is by getting them to say or spell their names backwards. Later, Wynn discovers a device in the DEO's co- collection that is connected to the fifth dimensional energy that Mixie draws powers from. Monal attempts to use it to duel with Mixie to death. Mixie eventually gains the upper hand and tries to kill Monel, only for Kara to arrive and agree to marry Mixie. Mixie arrives at the Fortress of Solitude for his wedding, but Kara arrives and tells that she will not marry him. Angered, he attacks her, but she stops the battle by locking the fortress down and threatening to blow it up. Mixie begs for the code to stop the countdown, but after inputting the code, realizes that it spells his name backwards and is defeated. Monel and Kara decide to pursue a relationship. Wow. That was pretty. That was pretty long. Are you okay? Okay, I'm done for the episode. That's it. <laughs> All right. So I figured we'd start off a discussion uh, about Mr. Mixius Pitalik. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know him or are not familiar with him, which most of you guys I'm sure are, yeah. Um, he's been around for a long time. He first appeared in Superman number thirty in September 1944 in the story "The Mysterious Mr. Mixius Pitalik" by writer Jerry Siegel and artist Ira Yarborough. I'm never going to pronounce that name again. Um, he was originally presented as a trickster in the classical mythological sense in that he possesses reality warping powers for which he enjoys tormenting Superman in cartoonish ways. So, Mixie, or Mixius Pitalik, is a character from the fifth dimension. There have been a lot of different portrayals about where his powers come from. Sometimes it's magic. Sometimes it's technology so advanced that it just appears to be magic. Mm Kind of like um, in Thor, that was a big concept that it wasn't magic, it was just super advanced technology. Which we all have. Oh yeah, obviously. You didn't know that? You can tell by the quality of our podcast that we have super advanced (laughs) technology. Um, But yeah, he's been, uh, he's always been more of a, I don't want to say a comic relief villain, but he was never a serious, serious villain. Yeah. He more just enjoyed tormenting Superman because Superman was so serious all the time. Why so serious? That's a a different character. I know. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Don't worry. That's the next episode. But anyway. Thank God. Thank God. So his powers are basically limitless. He can do anything he wants. And his powers affect Kryptonians. You know, he's been known to pull pranks on Superman more than once. And even um, saved Superman on more than one occasion, too. He's been a... 
A very interesting character. There's been an Earth-1 version of him and an Earth-2 version of him. Ooh. And this is the multiverse fancast, after all. Yes. But um, apparently they changed the spelling with, like, two letters, like the T and the K. They switched yeah. around. Now, here's the reason I hate Mr. Mixius Pitalik. You'd never know how to say his name, because yeah. in every <laughs> different incarnation, they say it slightly differently. Yeah. Um, the first time I saw him was in Superman the Animated Series, and they he actually phonetically explained it to Superman by saying it was Mix Yes Spitlick. No, it's not. Mix Yes Spitlick. And he was voiced by uh, the famous Gilbert Godfrey. I can't even take it seriously. But he was also in Smallville for an episode. He was on The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Mm -hmm. um, and they always kind of show him a little bit differently. But he's always this little... Usually he's like this little tiny guy yeah. with a bowler hat. And he's... You know, he looks like a traditional... He's got a little swag to him. Little, a little swag to him? <laughs> Obviously, he's swaggish. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, what did you think of this portrayal of Mixius Pedelec? Interesting take Interesting. on it. Uh, he was quite annoying. I must say. And he wasn't impy. He was not impy, no. No. In most of the live action appearances, they show him as like a normal looking guy. Yeah. Um, what did you, how, how about his powers? Did you enjoy the way they portrayed his powers? Yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah. He reminded, interesting. He reminded me of uh, Gabriel on Supernatural. Yes. Yeah, he's very, very similar yes. character. Tricksters. Uh -huh. Makes me like him even more now. Yeah, nah, I knew that <laughs> one would do it for you. For all of our Supernatural listeners. Yeah. But, um, do you think this is the first time he's been to Earth? No. Because, like, in the comics, he has a very long history with um, Superman. Yes. They, I'm surprised they didn't no mention matches. that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that... Maybe that was the first time he's been to Earth? The first time he's been to Earth, or... I mean, he's not really a villain, so... Would there be any news about him attacking? I could see it, because apparently in the comics... Um, the only way to get rid of him, like on this, like on this episode, was to get him to either say or spell his name backwards. Can't even say it. Yeah, I can't even say it. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> seriously though. So what happens is he um, gets sent back to his dimension. In the comics, it's for a minimum of ninety days. So after like three months, he can come back at his yeah. will. Sometimes they change it where he could just come back whenever he wants, or he can only leave whenever he wants. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes they had it where. He had to, like, he set rules for Superman. Like, one time Superman had to get him to paint his face blue to get him yeah. to go away. So there's been a lot of different incarnations, but typically it's, it involves his name being spelled or said backwards, like uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the way that uh, they portrayed him. He was goofy, but also terrifying. Like, just having him, when he pulls the guns on those robbers, Yes. that was that was a little dark. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my, oh my gosh. Um, but effects-wise, they definitely they went above and beyond. The scene yes. where she's fighting the giant Jarrell statue yeah. looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. I was, was kind of surprised at how good it looked. But um, yeah. So, any other thoughts on Mister Mixius Pitalik? No, I pretty much had everything. Do we want to see him again? Um, not really. I mean, if we do, I'm not gonna be mad or upset that we see him again. But Depends on the story. Yeah. But uh, I'd like to see him in an episode where Superman's there. And they can actually acknowledge, I want Superman to be like, Mixius Bidelic, what are you doing here? And Carl's like, like, wait, you know this guy? Every year on my birthday, he agitates me. Because in the comics, that was the thing that yeah. he did every year on Superman's birthday. He would appear just to annoy him. But um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed 
the betrayal of Mixius Pitalik, they um they kept him in tune with the character. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I really got nothing else to talk about about him. No. So this was our Valentine's Day episode. Yes. So love was in the air. Do you want to talk about love is in the air? Oh dear God, stop, stop it, stop it. That's our new <laughs> opening music. What are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, do you want to talk about Kara and Monel, Alex and Maggie, or Finn and the alien? Uh, when I want. Did you say Finn? Finn? Yeah. When and the when alien chick the whose alien. name I don't remember. Do we ever get her name? Yeah, he he showed it on the text message. Uh, the super uh, interesting alien. Yeah. But, um, yeah, where do you want to start? Let's start with Wynn, because he finally gets a lover. By the way, her name's Lyra. Lyra? Lyra. L-Y-R-A. Okay. Technology. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, you want to talk about Wynn and Lyra? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a... Uh, Wynn fell pretty quick, pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, did you... All right, let's be honest. Did you find her attractive at all? Yeah, a little. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Weird, cause, right? Because it's not like she was like true alien form. Like there was no extras except for like around her eyes and forehead. Yeah. Um. And it was just like folds, like almost like really like it was like smooth wrinkly skin basically around her eyes. And the forehead. scene of her at the end where she's like wearing the dress and they're, and they're having like a breakfast or lunch date. It looks like yeah, the, the next day. <laughs> uh, I thought she looked really nice. Yes. Like, it all it all kind of worked, but um. We've seen now that she has superhuman strength. Yep. Uh, her and Wynn kind of, they set up a date, and then yep. I guess she doesn't know many earthly customs. Not really. But, yeah, I mean, I, I dug. It's nice that uh, Wynn kind of gets a little yeah. love. But, um, a little. A little. <laughs> More like a lot of love. Yeah, she kind of, <laughs> do you think that she has some sort of ulterior motive? Not in a bad way. You don't think that she'd want to use him to get close to Supergirl? I don't think so. For some reason, I have like a feeling like she's got some sort of like love spell kind of thing going on with I, her. I could see that. You know? oh, well, it's not, it's not a love spell. We know exactly what she's using on him. Oh, yeah. We're both guys. <laughs> we get it. But um, what is it with Wynn and not normal women? Yeah. He's kind of like Sam. Kara. Kara. Uh, Silver Banshee. Yeah. Even though she was human at first, you know, yeah. you can argue. But, but still, metahumans and aliens, I guess, are his type. I guess so. <laughs> um, I wonder what's going to happen when Kara finds out. I really hope there's no, like, jealousy thing, especially because her and Monel are now, like... No, I don't think so. Because I don't think she ever liked Win like that. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, I always ship that a little bit, but I'm okay with it. So, yeah, I really want to see where this goes with Wynn, and hopefully hopefully it goes well for him. Yeah. You know, I feel like especially, like in season one, he was definitely a sidekick, but he had more of a role. Yeah. In this, he's more the MacGuffin. He kind of just figures out things. Yeah. So I want to see him, and also it says a lot about his character, how yeah. much he was like, uh, we can just take it slow, and we're okay. Yeah. But you want to talk about uh, our next couple? Yeah. You want to talk about Alex? Alex and Maggie? Yeah. Where the most character depth was? Yeah. Not development, but depth. So Maggie declares that she hates Valentine's Day. Like 100%. She's so anti-Valentine's Day that it's almost... It's sad for us as viewers to watch. She's basically like a man. Men 
I like Valentine's Day. It's it's a made up holiday for women. Wow. Um, it's guys don't, guys don't get anything for it. Are you kidding? Girls get flowers and candies. Guys get uh, cards. But I get to eat the candies she doesn't like. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we find out that Maggie, the reason she hates Valentine's Day so much is because she was outed yes. against her will on Valentine's Day when yeah. she asked a girl in her class to be her Valentine. Mm-hmm. And her parents threw her out. Yes. That was... Uh, that, that was rough. Like, I expected something about Valentine's Day. Like, there was a reason why she didn't like it. Yeah. But that was a, that was a real... Heavy. Human moments. Yes. You know, it's funny. We All these shows are about aliens and superheroes and metahumans and magic and whatever. But they always have these really great human character moments that keeps us as an audience grounded. Yes. So that, that gave me... A, it gave a lot of points for this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously, Maggie gets upset. Kara's the... She actually goes to Kara for advice. Or not, yeah. like, unintentionally almost. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it was, and then seeing like the 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 prom thing that was really yeah. it was really sweet, and I like their Alex got her Valentine's Day the next day. Yeah, the next but... day Valentine's Day, but you <laughs> know the thing, get it. the thing I like about their relationship, and I'm going to talk about this with Car and Monel too, is mm-hmm. they can have huge fights, but then they're adults about it. Yes, if this was Olicity, they'd still be fighting three episodes from now. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it goes to show, I don't know how involved the writers are between the shows. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Berlanti, he's kind of the showrunner, and he's, you know, running all these shows. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it goes to show how mature the shows have gotten. Yes. So I, I definitely dug Alex and Maggie, and I hope that they, you know, keep going. Because in the comics, Maggie has another girlfriend. I always forget her name. But I remember it was so controversial that when she was on Superman the Animated Series, yeah. you only saw her in the background, the other girlfriends. They, and they never made mention to mm-hmm. the relationship. The 90s were a weird time. They still are. They still are, yeah. Good times, <laughs> good times. Parachute pants. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. see Hammer for Life. Or Vanilla Ice. You can't go wrong. I was a Hammer fan. I was a Vanilla Ice fan. Ninja Turtles too. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. But, um... <laughs> Do you want to talk about Karen Monel's story next? Yeah. I'm so excited. I am so involved with it. Yes. It. I think we talked about it in our last episode. It's a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Just like Ronnie taking Snapchats while we're trying <laughs> to record. And he's making it seem like I'm not paying attention. Multitask. I'm going to multitask like it. Yeah. Make sure you guys follow us on Snapchat. No, we don't have that. But anyway. No. Thank God. You can follow one, both of us, though. No, thanks. I'm not that good at Snapchat. <laughs> but um Cara and Monel, they they have this just naturally progressing storyline. Yeah. And it all feels organic. It's like the it's you know, the traditional opposites attract sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I I remember their relationship at first. They hated each other. Oh yeah. And the scene where they really argue was probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're arguing and like the other agent walks by and he's like, hey Lori, and then he just keeps yeah. arguing with her. I, it took me a second and I started dying. Yeah. I thought it was so perfect. Um, that, that was, I, yeah, I'll put that up there as one of the top ones. As far as new characters introduced in all of our shows, Monel has been one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. The scene of him and Wynn drinking at the bar is still yeah. one of the funniest things in all time. And we got another scene of him and Wynn this episode where he was like, um, 
help me with women. You're yeah. really good with them. And he's like, obviously not, because yeah, right. I'm having a lot of trouble. But um, what did you think about him knowing about Mixius Pedalik and wanting to just kill him? Um, it was not surprising, based off of his history as a Daxum. Yeah. You know? Um, because, you know, they're kind of more of the lethal way than a non-lethal way. That is true. So, it wasn't surprising. Um, but then, when he decides, I guess, you know, oh, Kara, I guess you are right, kind of thing. Because he knows that he can't outsmart Mixie. So, I'm not, I'm not surprised he ended up going, taking Kara aside and being like, yeah, I guess you're right. We do have to do this the non-lethal way. Yeah. But I don't think he could have killed him. I think Monel would have if yeah. he had the op- if he had the 100% the opportunity. But they take away Mixie's powers and Monel's like is pounding on him, but he still can't kill him. I yeah. guess he's I guess Mixius Pitalik is a little tougher than we thought even without yeah. his powers. But um yeah, I mean, this episode really and then they end with them, you know, making out on the couch. Yeah. You know, Come on, Alan Cara. All right, I know this is a family-friendly uh, podcast, but I am going to address one thing really quick. In Smallville, I know you love when I bring up Smallville, <laughs> it I was a mind. running theme that Clark could not have relations with human women. Yes. And the one time he had relations, or at least not till the end of the series, where he learns how. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, it's just like a training thing, I guess. <laughs> But, uh, oh, it's one of the funniest scenes in the entire... Training montage. <laughs> no, there's... No, it's funny because he tries to explain it to his female friend, who's yeah. Lois Lane's cousin in the show, and she's like, ah, no, 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 But the no. one time that he has relations with uh, another superpowered being, there are earthquakes felt throughout the entire state to the point where you just hear it and then it cuts over to Chloe sitting in the Daily Planet and just everything's shaking. She's like, man, what's going on? Are you scared about Mon Helen in any way? No. no. She is stronger than him, right? Yes. I, I don't rem- they've never really specified. Like, we know that Mon can do the super jump, and he can uh, he's fast and strong and pretty much bulletproof except for lead. But yeah. um Yeah, I don't know how how like physically if he's stronger than Kara or as strong. I'm gonna say Kara is stronger. I'd like to see him get some at least one power that's more powerful than Kara's. Yeah. If they're not going to give him the other super powers, like flight or yeah. heat vision. I mean, they could. We never know. It might be like a progression thing. Yeah. But um, I'd like to see Monel A, get a costume, mm-hmm. and B, at least get on par with Kara. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this episode? We really got into it. Yeah. No, I think that pretty much hits everything on the head. Um. Do you want to do Star City ratings? Yes, sir. Of course. Before we do that, I'm looking at some of the reviews for this episode. Yeah. This episode was one of the highest rated episodes in terms of reviews. Uh, IGN gave it a 9.1 out of 10, saying that it yeah. might have been a little late to Valentine's Day, but the episode not, was none the worse for it. Yeah. Um, so I like uh, IGN I'm a big fan of. I always yeah. read their reviews even before I watch the episode, yeah. just so I can kind of argue with them or agree with them. But um, yeah, you want to give yeah. your rating first? Of course. Um, see, this is this is what's tough. Because I saw that rating, and I saw it was a 9.1, right? So the bar was set. So the, Yeah. 
And there was no Jimmy in this episode. Yeah. Even though he was credited. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my thing. So we base it off of five, not ten. Mm-hmm. I don't, based off of that, I can't give it a 4.5 out of five. Okay. But I feel bad giving it a four, which translates to an eight out of ten. Like, so I kind of, I'm kind of in between the four, four, five. Like, I would go a 4.25, which would translate to an 8.5. Okay. Out of That's 10. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Like, this wasn't a perfect episode. For me, a perfect episode has to build the world, build yeah. the characters, make references to other worlds. Yeah. And it has to have really good effects. Yes. For the most part, this episode caught all those things. Yeah. The only thing that it's lacking in terms of perfect episode is the connection to the other worlds. Yes. Um, Supergirl still feels like it's so far off from our other shows. Which is understandable since it's 36 Earths off. Earth 36 or 38, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. It, was a, it was a really good episode, solid. Oh, yeah. Especially considering it was an episode based around relationships and the yes. Arrowverse is never... Uh, up until this season, like yeah. this season of television, their relationships were kind of... Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. think Elicity and the the fallout from it really affected the other shows? Because this season, like this season of all of mm-hmm. our shows, they got rid of relationship drama yes. pretty big. Yeah, I, I think they got... The writers and producers got so much... Um, Backlash, yeah. About Olicity, I think they learned to keep the relationship drama, but keep it very minimal, mm. and make it only last an episode, maybe two. But so they listen to the fans, and mm. I think that's what they're doing now is they're making sure that they still have relationship drama because you're always going to have that. Always going to have it, yeah. But as long as you keep it to a minimal, and you won't get the fans upset. That's fair. Yeah. Alright. So you want to head on over to uh, Flash? Go to Tuesdays? Heck yeah, I want to head over to Flash because we're going to our favorite place ever. No, we're not. Gorilla City? No. Are you kidding? No. Alright, hit us with the description. (laughs) Alright, so Earth 2 Wells is captured while running through the woods. Jesse explains that he was leading an expedition to Gorilla City that was ambushed and killed while Wells disappeared. Barry recalls that in the future Central City will be attacked by gorillas. He, Julian, Cisco, and Caitlin go to rescue him, but are captured by Grodd. Speaking through Wells, Grodd asks Barry to help him usurp his master, Solovar. Barry agrees to fight Solovar in the arena for the lives of the others and wins, but refuses to kill him. Grodd seizes control of Gorilla City and prepares an invasion of Earth-1. The team asks Caitlin to kill Cisco so Grodd can't open a portal, but she refuses. Barry fakes his death and Grodd removes him from his cage. He resuscitates himself and frees the others and they return to Earth-1. Jesse and her father reunite and Wally and Jesse recommit to their relationship. Julian asks Caitlin out on a date. Grodd assembles his army with a brainwashed gypsy at his side. Whew! So we had the return of probably... Arguably one of our favorite villains on Flash, Gorilla Grodd. Yes. Uh, what do you know about Gorilla Grodd? He's a mind-controlling gorilla. Well, for those of you guys who don't <laughs> know any more than that, uh, he first debuted in the Flash Volume 1, uh, or Version 1, 106, 
in April through May of 1959. So he's been around for a long time. Yes. Um, he's a hyper-intelligent gorilla, uh, able to control the minds of others. He was an average ape in the comics until the, an alien spaceship uh, retconned from a radioactive meteor uh, crashed in his African home. Grindus troopers imbued with super-intelligence by the ship's pilot. All right? So we've had a little change in, in Gorilla Grodd. You know, yeah. Obviously, he was Harrison Wells' pet in the beginning, and um, the particle accelerator is what gave him his powers, like yes. a combination of the particle accelerator and whatever experiments they did on him. Yes. Now, the thing I like about Grodd the most in this show is that they use him sparingly. Yeah. Um, when they showed him first in season one, apparently the, the cage that said Grodd was just like an Easter egg. They're like, can we throw this in there? And the producer's like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. They were never actually going to use Grodd, but they figured it out. Uh, what do you think about the technology for Grodd? How did he look in this episode compared to others? He looked a lot better. Much more detailed. Yes. A lot better than we've seen him uh, in the past on The Flash. Um, I was really impressed because even when there were multiple gorillas, they all looked pretty well. Especially you considering they, they always did like these big wide yes. shots of just gorillas in the crowd. Um but yeah, I, I I thought he looked the detail in like his fur yes. was much higher. Every time they show Grodd, they do something a little bit better with him. I guess yeah. you know because for those of you guys who don't know, basically they have to create this model, yep, and they have to impose it on probably somebody wearing a green screen uh, costume. Yep. You always see behind the scenes like people wearing all green. Yeah, um, they might do motion capture, but I don't know if they can afford motion capture on the CW. Maybe, Maybe. but um. Yeah, every time they take the model and they kind of improve it a little bit. Because yes. once you have it, you, you have it. Yeah. And then they it's a lot easier to put it into episodes. But uh, that's probably why they put him on Earth 2. Yeah. Because they didn't want him just running around Earth 1. But what did you think of our friend Salivar? He was pretty uh, intense. I wanted to use another word, but this is family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I feel like he was, he's smarter than Grodd. Really? Yes. Even though Grodd technically outsmarted everyone. Yeah. Were you watching the whole time going, Barry, come on. Yeah. You know, Barry, what's going to happen. Exactly. I was like, he's playing you. He's playing you. This is all his plan. This is all. You fell for it. I wonder if any of the other gorillas have the same abilities. Obviously, they're, they're super intelligent also. Yeah. They're able to... To trap yeah. um, the entire team. I just don't know if they have the mind-controlling aspect that Grodd does. Well, Salivar, you you see him speaking telepathically. Yeah. But, um, but you don't see him controlling anyone. That is true. You know? That is true. We only see uh, Wells being controlled. How excited were you for both Wells's in the episode? Yeah. And for them to out Harry Wells, or H.R. Wells, yeah. as not being intelligent. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we're still talking about our boy... I love um, the best line he ever did was in the first time you see him like live action where the the general yeah. says oh god and he says not god grod yeah. and he pulls him off the camera yes. that was one of my favorite moments ever I yeah. really enjoyed it did you miss Earth 2? no you didn't miss Earth 2 at all? no not really I missed the uh, like I miss I miss Harry Harry yeah and Jesse yeah, yeah, Harry and Jesse. Uh, 
But right. yeah, anything else you want to talk about Grodd? Obviously, we're, he's going to be a big talking point for our next episode, so yeah. maybe we'll save a little bit on Grodd. Yeah. Just that he's a super smart monkey. Yeah. But um, He's not a monkey, he's a gorilla. Yeah, same thing. No, completely different. I apologize to our all of our gorilla and monkey listeners for being a, gorilla, a speciest. Yes. All right, but anyway... <laughs> Did you, were you wondering if we were going to see Gypsy a lot sooner? Because she was in the previously on Flash. Yeah. I expected to see her, like, right away. Yeah. But I guess she's the backup plan since... Yeah. Cisco <laughs> uh, just vibed out. But um, you want to talk about uh, Jesse? Yeah. So Jesse is now on Earth-1. Oh. She appears to Team Flash, and she's working with Wally. Yes. At first, I thought she just was upset that Wally was such a showboat. Yeah, I did too. Uh, like, I thought that that's why she was actually upset, yeah. or she was just jealous, because obviously Wally's getting fast. Yeah. Like, really fast. But um, it seems like she was just kind of mad at him the whole time. Yeah. I think think what it was was... Well, she even says, you know, we, we haven't talked in so long, and then you throw in the fact that, you know, her father is captured by... A really smart gorilla. Gorilla. Not monkey. Um, gorilla. If it was a monkey, it would call, be called Monkey City, not Gorilla City. <laughs> I think I think Monkey Garage just wouldn't work as well. Gorilla no. Garage sounds really... It, it's, it just kind of yeah. rolls better. It, it would have to be like Monkey Mod or something. I really wish Joe had Alliteration. gone. Alliteration. I wish Joe had gone. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's so afraid of gorillas. Almost as scary as clown snakes. <laughs> That's a Lego Batman joke. Or just clowns. Clowns that's in general, a, yeah. Clowns are that's a great. supernatural joke. That's a you joke. And, are you kidding? And my life joke. Yeah, and your life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really wish Joe had gone to Gorilla City. That's yeah. always fun to see how terrified of gorillas he actually is. Yeah. But what did you think of... All right, so did they feel a natural progression, Jesse and Wally? Yeah. It made sense. Yeah. Again, the show's doing its relationships really well, like Supergirl. Yes. But... I wanted to see more of them fighting crime. Yeah. Isn't it nice to see, like, just Kid Flash just take on some bank robbers? Yep. I thought that was fun. I, I like seeing the, the street-level superheroics yeah. and the crowds. I, I think I would... The only problem I have with it is... You got Jesse there. I would have loved to see them actually team up. Yeah. You know, like, with the bank robbers. They were both there, and while I was like, I got this, babe. Oh. I got you, babe. You know? <laughs> you know what would have been fun? What we haven't seen since the... Probably since season one would be uh, slow motion flash, uh, flash time. Yeah. The only times we saw... We saw it in the first episode when, like, the the lady drops the coffee and Barry's like, whoa, oh my god, everything's slow. Yeah. And, like, Barry's done it with, like, bullets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see, like, the, the robbers just, like, raise their guns and everything just stops and you just see, like... Wally and Jesse high five and yeah. <laughs> slowly just kind of walk up in super speed. We got this. Yeah, I would. I thought that would have been fun. Nobody yeah. questions another speedster in yeah. Central City though, which is funny. But I'm curious. I'm excited. I really want Jay Garrick to jump in too. Yeah. So now we have three speedsters. Yeah, and then Jay Garrick. Yeah. Which well, is, oh, I meant like on Earth One. On Earth One, yeah. I really hope we get Jay Garrick back for the big battle against Avatar. Yeah. All the flashes, all the the flat because. They call it the Flash family. Yes. Do you think that this show has the strongest family dynamic? Yeah. I, you know, they, they well, took some liberties with Wally, because in the comics he was the nephew of yeah. Iris. Obviously now it's a little bit different, but 
I feel like this show has the strongest family dynamic. Like we saw last week them all having dinner together and we've yeah. seen it a few times now. I think um, in terms of family, the only show that comes really close is Legends. Yeah. Followed by Arrow and then followed by Supergirl. I would say Supergirl before Arrow because think about it, the Arrow, a.k.a. Oliver Queen, has no family. I could argue it that his surrogate family has been and his sister yeah like he has the most time under his belt and then him and barry have like a completely yeah it used to be i I used to consider it a brother relationship but brother for those of you guys who don't have brothers there's usually one that's considered the superior and oliver obviously wasn't for a long time but i could they're more like equals and they respect each other as such but I, I feel like this show definitely has a strong family dynamic. Oh, yeah. And it's only growing with all the, the speedsters now that are jumping in. Yeah. So I think that this season, if we were to have... We had Jay Garrick and Flash fight Savitar, which was awesome. Yes. I, I mean, even look at Jay Garrick. That's his father's doppelganger. Yeah. I mean, that's got to mess with your head. Uh, just a little. I miss John Wesley Ship. He was so much yeah. fun. But I think this show has so much potential to go so big for an episode. Yeah. That it, it, it excites me. I mean, I'm pumped. But we're never. I don't think we're ever going to see what we want to see, except for the closest we'll ever get is the crossover with all four shows, three and a half shows. <laughs> Saved it. Yeah. But do you think, uh, I loved HR as well, HR uh, Wells' line, where after they're like, oh, you guys decided to take my advice on yeah. love, and they walk away and he's like, father's going to be pissed. Yeah. Because Harry's like laying in the other room just unconscious. Uh so, do you want to talk about our last relationship point of this episode? I feel like this is our relationship episode. It is. Hi, I'm Dr. Phil. Yeah. And we're going to be... No. Uh, I'm Maury. <laughs> Barry, you're not the father. But you are dating your adopted sister. We, let's discuss this. Yes. little... Some Freudian issues there. So, Julian and Caitlin. How do you feel about Julian and Caitlin? I like it. Do you think he has Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> she did technically <laughs> kidnap him a few episodes ago yeah. and almost killed him. Do you think uh, it's kind of weird? Do you think it's romantic, or do you think it's just a a connection based on similar challenges? Like Julian, he's yeah. scared of being controlled again. And he feels responsible. Caitlin, the Killer Frost stuff. Yeah. Um, she used her powers this episode too, and Julian was kind of the one that that kept her grounded. Yeah. And he, we find out that she's the real reason he wanted to go. Yes. When he was super excited about Planet of the Apes, though, I started like yeah. laughing because he was in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I don't know. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I think. But yeah, he was. He said, the, take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape, too. Yeah. So one of the monkeys, apes. But anyway. They were gorilla. Champion- no, no, in Planet of the Apes, they oh. were chimpanzees, I thought. Oh. I don't know. There's gorillas, there's orangutans, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different apes. Anyway, back to uh, Flash. <laughs> but we find out that the real reason he went was for Caitlyn. Yes. Did you notice that when Barry was first telling him? Because Barry does say... I'm going, so-and-so's yeah. going, so-and-so's going, so-and-so's going. And I, did, did he, uh, was like, oh, Caitlin's going? Yeah, that, yes, he did that, well, he didn't use those words, but he basically was like that. That's where he perked up, yeah. really. So, he, I, I knew he was going just to keep an eye on her. Yeah. Keep her safe. Keep her safe. Yeah. Keep her warm. Literally. I don't get so, it. So she's not cold. I'll explain when you're it. older. You mean so she's not frosty? Yeah. She's got a cold shoulder sometimes. Ice puns. It's like Batman and Robin, but way better. Cool party. Cool party. <laughs> Just wait till our Lego Batman episode dies. But anyway, jumping back. So they have a nice little moment at the end, and they make reference to how they had drinks the other night, and yeah. 
you know, obviously Julian, it seems like, wants to pursue a relationship yeah. with her, but she's all like, no, I've only dated people that die or turn <laughs> evil or turn into black flashes. Yeah. Yeah, she hasn't had a lot of luck in the relationship no. department. Wynn has had better luck in the relationship department than Caitlyn Snow. Yeah, unfortunately for her. But they do mention the the timeline where Gorilla City, our city's still reeling after Gorilla Attack. Yes. And Killer Frost is still on there, so I wouldn't be surprised if by the end, she doesn't make it out by the end of the episode. Especially if Savitar comes back and yes. makes Julian Dr. Alchemy again. Which, we're still, I'm excited, I think Savitar's coming back in two weeks after the second, yes. the part two of Gorilla City. Don't, don't quote us yeah. on that. No, he is episode 15. Oh boy, I'm excited now. Um, but yeah, anything else on... I feel like we're going to talk more about Gorilla City next week. Yeah. Especially considering this, is this what, was the warm-up. It was warm a two-parter, so it was a nice setup for n- next week. We don't get a lot of two-part episodes. No. I'm, I was excited when I found out that they... Yeah. Especially for a character like Rod, he deserves a two-parter. Oh, yeah. But um, I want to see... What, what other two-parters would you like to see? I'm trying to think of a good character. Superman's Return on Supergirl yeah. should be a two-parter. Yeah. And it has to be for the right reason. Uh, Roy Harper's Return... Mm-hmm. I feel like for most of our shows, Captain unless Cold. Captain Cold for Legends, that'd be a good two-parter. I feel like if we we're going to do a two-parter, it has to be the return of a main character yeah. or like a big character, or it has to be a crossover. Yes. It's got to be one of the two, because I think the Flash and Supergirl crossover is two episodes with yes. Music Meister. Yeah. You know who played Music Meister on one of the animated shows? I do. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> that would yeah. be great if he actually portrayed the character on yeah. the show. That'd be fantastic. But uh, you want to do Star City ratings for? Of course. Attack on uh, Gorilla. What is this episode's title? You never said Attack it. Attack on Gorilla City. Part one. Well, no. Next week is named different. Well, what's the next week's? Next next week is Attack on Central City. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> uh, you want me to go first yeah. this time? I'm gonna give this episode a four. Uh, I agree. It it hit my biggest points on yeah. any of these shows. Um, character development. Not as much, more on the Wally Jesse side, yeah. and at the very end was, yeah. uh, what's her face? Caitlin and Julian. Uh, so, little little character development. Effects were fantastic. Yes. There were a couple of times where I kind of was like, mm. A little cheesy. The only, the actually the only scene where I really rolled my eyes at the effects, and we didn't even mention it, was after Barry beats Solivar. Yeah. And he's like doing his speech. You can tell he's just standing in a green room. Yeah. And it just, it didn't look, it, it was, did not do it for me. No. And like, was, the, you didn't have to show any details in any of the gorillas or anything like that, and you just basically wasted your money on that shot. And I feel like his speech was just kind of, eh. Yeah. It would have been better if after Salabar was down and Salabar's like, just kill me, and he's like, no, I'm going to prove that not all humans are bad. Yeah. And then it just cut. Yes. I would have been much better with that, and it would have still made sense. Grodd was doing it just to turn the apes against humans yes. to prove how powerful they are. Again, more metahuman powers. It's it's definitely been a recurring theme this yeah. season. Um, DC's been doing a lot with it. Oh yeah. Um, I was watching, I was watching some Marvel movie. I forget which one I was watching. I think it was the first Avengers. It was on the other day, mm-hmm. and they make mention of the fact that there's more and more enhanced people appearing. Yeah. Because in Marvel, the cinematic universe, they're enhanced. Yes. In DC, it's metahumans and um, magic, right. basically. Yes. Which is cool because that. DC owns, or Warner Brothers owns all of DC. They don't yes. have issues with, can't use the word mutant, like in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. Uh-huh. But uh, they, they they mentioned it now in the movies, yep. on the shows, and on Young Justice, it was a big theme of season yes. two. Can't wait for our Young Justice episode. I was just, I was watching that yesterday. That was fun. 
But uh, yes, any other thoughts on Attack of Gorilla City? No, that pretty much does it all. So where are we jumping to next? We are time hopping over to, well, not really. No, I mean, we're going an hour later. So yeah. I guess that is time hopping. Yeah, a little right? bit. To, for uh, Legends of Tomorrow. This is called Turncoat. Oh, uh, no, Just you're kidding. kidding. That was last week's. <laughs> <laughs> Got you guys. Tricked you. This was Camelot. 3,000. Three. <laughs> I was going for the dramatic pause. You already messed it up, so I thought this I'd just jump in. Camelot. 3,000. Uh-huh. Rip tracks down Charles McNighter in the year 3,000, killing him and taking his fragment of the spear. Gideon locates the next fragment in medieval England in 507 AD during the age of King Arthur. They are intercepted by Guinevere, who takes them to Arthur. Amaya recognizes his advisor, Merlin, as Stargo, her former comrade in the JSA. She explains that Rip divided the spear into four pieces and that she formed the Knights of the Round Table to protect hers. The Legion abducts Arthur and uses him to enter Camelot, threatening to destroy unless the spear is brought to them. Sarah persuades Guinevere to help them fight back, but Stargirl refuses to let them have her fragment. Maya steals the fragment, which has been forged into Excalibur, but Stargirl catches her in the act. Having fallen in love with Arthur, she entrusts it to them. Upon learning that Rey has joined Guinevere's army, the team devises a way to reverse the Legion's brainwashing, and Arthur subdues Rip. Rey pursues a flaming Damien and gets shot, but survives due to his suit's armor. Imprisoned in the brig, Rip contacts Gideon, who has been secretly programmed to be loyal to him. I don't know if it's really secretly programmed. Did they well, ever like tell Gideon, Gideon, if we bring Rip Hunter on the ship, he's not the captain anymore. You can't listen to him. No, but I think... I think their th- thing was um, Gideon is programmed for, like, the captain. The captain of the ship. Or anybody else, basically. I'm sure we'll get an answer next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm just know. jumping ahead. <laughs> All right, so where do you want to start with this? The reappearance of the Justice Society? Um, Let's start with the beginning of the episode in the year 3000. Did you recognize Charles McNider? That's he the, looked familiar. Yeah, that's the character's actual name. Um, yeah, Doctor Midnight. Yes, but yeah, I I recognized him. And I was like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, not until they said, you know, they said his JSA name. I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, no, no, now I know." And also, he wasn't blind. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So he's an he's another metahuman. We've mm-hmm. seen him a lot. Uh, he was really cool, and um, in our episodes of. Uh, legends. Yeah. Any thoughts on his death? Um, <laughs> scary. Yeah, Rip Hunter's scary yeah. this season. But I like it though. Yeah, I kind of liked it too. Uh, is it cool that the Justice Society is actually the people that he? Yeah. Had hype. It goes back to more of like the beginning of the season with the introduction of the Justice Society. Yes. I, I definitely miss them. I really miss the Justice Society. Yeah. Well, we only have what. Three left? Uh, just about, yeah. Because you have Amaya, Stargirl, and, um, oh man, who else was there? Uh, Wildcat? I don't think we saw him. I don't know. Yeah, uh, alright, you keep talking. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do some research I on mean, this one. Obviously, Dr. Midnight just died. Yes. Um, then Rex died. So... 
I can't think of who else. Because there was five of them, wasn't there? Um, just that we saw in the beginning. I'm doing some research because obviously we don't do this before the show starts. So, I think, you know, that's the last piece that is out there that we don't know where it is. There's one more piece, yeah. With that third Justice Society member. So, the Legion has two. Right? The Legion has two. They have one. one. And then there's one more piece floating around. Somewhere. Um, Kind of wondering where they're going next that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting alright you guys ready these were the characters of the JSA that um we saw we've seen we saw Our Man Commander Steel Obsidian Stargirl Vixen and Dr. Midnight so we know that Commander Steel or no uh, Rex Tyler Our Man he's dead yep um so I guess Obsidian Stargirl and Dr. Midnight are the ones that no no we saw Obsidian yeah. So, Stargirl... Stargirl, we saw. Stargirl, she has a piece. Dr. Midnight had a piece. And then, I guess... Did Commander Steel die in this season? Um... We know Rex Tyler died. Our man. Yeah. Let me check uh, Commander Steel on this one. I, don't, I love technology. I don't believe he did. Dude, I just We haven't seen him since that episode. Because since we saw them... We had Rex die, which was the first one we saw that die, um, and then we just saw Doctor Midnight die. All right, you ready? Obsidian revealed to Nate that his grandfather went on a mission with the team, excluding himself, and never returned home in 1956. So it's fair to assume that he's one yeah. of the protectors of the spirit. That's cool, yeah. huh? There we go. We got. Mm-hmm. We're really good at this, guys. Yeah. We're super fantastic. You're welcome. But, um, all right, so now that we've established kind of where we are in terms of the sphere, yes. and we talked about our first appearance of Dr. Midnight, that was kind of dark when he wrote uh, Rip, Rip in his blood. <laughs> Mick was like, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. <laughs> no, you idiot, Rip. <laughs> I wanted to see more Mick. I feel like we're really getting short on the Mick. Do you think yeah. it's because he was filming Prison Break at the same time? Yeah. Probably. That him, and, him I, and Leonard. And I think they're... Don't want to use him so much this way. When we do get the return of Captain Cold, it's going to be like, all Mick. All Mick. It's going to be a happy Mick episode. But, um, how much fun was Ray in this episode? Yeah. Geeked out. We we talked about it, I think, the last episode. We love when Ray kind of geeks out about things. And, um... I love Nate, too, with this. I love how it's real. It's It's a fake story. None of this is real. Because at first he doesn't want to go to the future because he's like, I don't know anything about the future. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, we're going to the past. I know the past. Yeah. But mean? I don't know this one. The leper thing. Yeah. This is how people actually dress. You look like a leper. You have, to, you have to leave the leper. Oh, come on. Not a leper. But I again, their relationship, him and Ray, is probably one of the strongest friendships we've seen on this show. Yeah. Like, I feel like Sarah's not really close to anybody on the crew. I think she's getting close with Jax. I can see that, yeah, especially after last week's episode. Yeah, because Jax is turning into, like, the right-hand man. Cause, a little bit, yeah. You know, when she was dying, she basically gave, told Jax, you are... In charge. You are the captain now. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, no firestorm this episode again? No. Jax kind of really... Was Jax really involved? I don't remember him doing much. Um, no. 
Mm. He wasn't out there. I think he. I think he was. He's, fun he was fun. on. I think he was still on the ship, because him, Mick, and uh, Stein were trying to figure out how to um, take over. The oh yeah, the, the brain thing. Oh, that's what Mick was doing. How funny was yeah. that? Yeah. I loved uh, the Mick mind control. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> shut up. Wait, wait. Did, did you shut up because he told you to, or because he told, told you to? to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that was fun. Oh. I feel like they're definitely the this the crew on the yeah. ship kind of role again, but it was fun. Can we also explain why every female in history is apparently attracted to Sarah Lance? Who wouldn't be? Supergirl. She was attracted to Supergirl though in the invasion. She yeah. called her hot at one point. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even though Sarah is confirmed bisexual, yes. not just one way or the other. I still her and Oliver were still one of my favorite pairings. Made made yeah. the most sense. But um what did you think of the portrayal of King Arthur, Guinevere, the knights, all that stuff. It was pretty cool. Hey, were you ever a big uh, I, I, King I, Arthur, I, knights kind of fan? I wouldn't say I was a big one, but I knew the story and all that good stuff. Like, I knew, like, I don't know the knights' names or anything like that. I knew but, Lancelot. Well, yeah, Lancelot I knew, and then obviously Arthur, I knew about Excalibur and everything. You know what blew Merlin. my mind when I found out? Excalibur wasn't the sword in the stone in the no. original story. It was a sword from the Lady in the Lake, yes. which they kind of played around with in this one. Uh, Stargirl is Merlin. Yeah. That was a that was a fun twist. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was going to be... Because they were talking about Merlin, you know, wizard and magic and everything like that. I was like, it's Damien Dark. He's got his magic power. That was my him. initial reaction. And then, and then they showed Stargirl, and I was like... Okay, that's even better. I didn't recognize her at first, but then when no. she said Courtney, I was like, Courtney. Yeah. Oh, Star Stargirl. Oh, my God. Yep. And it makes sense considering her weapon. Yeah. Like, in, in that time, people would definitely think it's magic. Oh, yeah. Her and King Arthur, though, even though King Arthur's married to Guinevere, who's got the hots for uh, Sarah. Yeah. It's a medieval love square. Pentagon? Square? Pentagon. Square. Pentagon. Four sides. Pentagon. Are you serious? Yeah. There's four people. It's four no. sides. Who's the fifth? Me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Three women, one dude, and then there's Ronnie. I'll take whatever's left. I got this, guys. Whichever Arthur doesn't want. <laughs> Basically, though. Uh, do you want to see more of... Because she, she survives. I want to see yeah. Courtney back again. I don't think we'll see her. I don't think so either. Because she stayed in that time era. Yeah. So and she kind of created an entire aberration that led to huge legend yeah. of the modern world, and nobody was like, "Oh, you can't be back here. It's a it's an aberration." They were like, "Give us the pointy part of the spear. Come on." Yeah, it looks pretty cool in the sword. I, I liked it. Oh yeah. And then I think you and I were talking about how cool the visual was of her pulling the My, sword out. Maya pulling it out. Yeah. Because it like transfers between like three or four different animals. Yeah. I I like her visual effects. Still I can't remember what it was. I know it was a gorilla, gorilla, hawk, and something else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Bottlenose dolphin. <laughs> House cat. <laughs> a Gryffindor. A Gryffindor, obviously. <laughs> you know what? This episode actually made me want to see a Robin Hood episode. Yes. That would be a lot of fun. It'd be even more fun if they men, brought Oliver with... We're men in tights. Tight, tights. <laughs> um, it would be even more fun if they brought somebody from Team Arrow with them. Yes. That would be... Imagine I'm if Oliver was actually I'm Robin Hood. I'm going to use Are you still quoting Robin Hood? Yes. Men in tights? All right. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'll swing the conversation back. I think it'd be really cool if they brought Oliver back by accident and he became... Robin Hood? Yeah. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun, actually. I'd be totally for it. That'd be a fun crossover 
single episode. Yeah. And they can definitely do it where Oliver's like fighting somebody like over a magic artifact and it explodes or something and he gets yeah. sent back and then they get they get the report of an aberration. Because <laughs> as far as characters on Legends, I think Oliver's the only one that's been on except for Barry's voice recording. Um, yeah. He's been on twice. Yes. He was in uh, the one where he had no arm and yeah. then in the future and then he was in this episode. Yeah. Well, not this episode. It this still season. reminds me of when if you go back to when they first started promoting Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. the first commercial is Barry and Oliver telling them about Vandal Savage, and then yeah. there's like a, a bunch of scenes with Flash fighting alongside them that never made it into the actual no. show, which always disappointed me. Yeah. And I remember it was because Oliver had his old costume on, that that's why we were like, wait a minute, yep. this isn't for the actual show. Stupid promoters. You tricked us. You tricksters. You tricks. You mixiest piddlix. <laughs> you Gabriels. But, um... Or you trickster. Oh, you trickster. Uh, do you remember? The, I didn't. I totally forgot about the manuscript that he yeah. shows him at the end. Now, was Ray getting crowned king? No. It looked like they were putting a crown on him, not a not knighting him. No, it was knighting. I could have sworn I at the think, end they show. No, at I, the end they show it, um, where it changed to him being oh. crowned. Do you think they're going to go back? I don't know. I think they might. That's right. Yeah, because it was. They saw him, there was one of him dead. Yeah. Then there was one of him knighted. And then there was the one of him getting crowned. crowned. Imagine he becomes the next King Arthur. That'd be a fun episode. Yeah. That'd be a fun episode. But what did you think of... That's how I always transition. What did you think of? (laughs) Damien Dark and Rip Hunter. Their relationship was kind of rocky this episode. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's going to play into what's happening with... What's going to happen next with Rip? Yeah. Because Damien Dark, like, he's like, uh, don't forget, you're my... Slave. Slave, yeah. Slave. <laughs> you're my female dog. Because, like, Rip tries to... He's like, no, let's just attack now. And he's like, what you, what'd you just say to me? You said yeah. what? You are my servant, boy. As much as, you know, Damien Dark's, like, a bad guy, he still has League of Assassins, almost oh, yeah. like a code of honor, yeah. which I like about him. Him and Merlin. Yes. Um, I do... Wish that they showed more of the Legion of Doom, but obviously, budget-wise, I'm sure. Yeah. And also, Reverse Flash is too powerful. Yes. Like, they, Flash has trouble with Reverse Flash. Yeah. So, putting him back in. But, yeah, they capture, they, they're able to capture Rip. I really loved Ray and Damien's fight. Yes. Don't call it a lightsaber. They, got, they get away with a lot of Star Wars references yeah. for a, a DC show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like saying Iron Man sucks during their episode. Yep. Yeah. Get it? We're recording Lego Batman after this. Sorry, guys. (laughs) But, um... Wait, they're actually recording their next episode? Yeah. I know, shocking. But I really... I think Ray had some really good uh, moments. And the fact that the team was able to argue, but then come to an understanding... Again, it shows how much more mature these shows are getting over and over. You know, like, at first, they all start arguing with... Like, Amaya's like, we need to go. I I got the pointy part. We gotta go. Let's get out of here. They're like, no, we can't leave anybody behind and we can't leave, you know, we're leaving them to be slaughtered by the Legion of Doom. I still wish Sarah argued with the word, with the phrase Legion of Doom. That was always fun. I'm not calling it that. Yeah. Legion of Doom. (laughs) Jefferson Starships. (laughs) (laughs) So supernatural. A lot of supernatural references. Yeah. By the way, if you guys liked the, the sword pulling scene in this episode, look up Dean Winchester trying to pull a sword out of a stone in Supernatural and you might actually laugh till you die. Don't die. Basically. I'm, I'm laughing just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, we're just sitting here kind of chuckling. <laughs> I know what we're watching while we wait for our uh, oh, special yeah. guest for the next episode. Yep. 
But, uh, yeah, any other thoughts on... No, that pretty much does it. It was a pretty no. straightforward episode. It was. It, the thing that I like about Legends is they have slightly less episodes than the other shows. I think only they're going up to episode 17. Yes. And they keep their story where, like, Flash and Arrow and, and even Supergirl, they have their main story episodes. They have their Freak of the Week episodes. Yeah. Like, look at Supergirl by itself. That was a Freak of the Week episode. Yeah. There was no main story progression. Uh, Legends is able to do a Freak of the Week episode... And a story progression. Yes. And they do it really well. Yep. It's because they have less time to tell their main yeah. story. Um, in terms of shows that got so much better in their second season, Legends is probably yeah, definitely. top five. Yeah. Uh, out of four shows. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> Just, okay. now if, if you look at all of our shows, season two has always been one of the... Flash's season one, I think, was really strong, and season yeah. two got strong, Yeah. but didn't end strong with Zoom. Their season three has been pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, we're still disappointed about Flashpoint. Yep. Uh, Arrow, Arrow goes up and down. Every other yeah. season's really good for them. Like, season one was okay, and it obviously it was good yeah. enough to get this this whole universe started, but season two and season four were probably some of their best seasons. Oh, yeah. And now this season's been really good. Yeah. And then Supergirl, the show's so different from season one. Yeah. Mostly because of the move. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to compare. I'm going to wait till next season. Yeah. But uh, Star City ratings for Camelot 3000. I give it a four. Give it a four? Yep. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Above that average. Low. You know, it... it you went that low? No, it's not low. It's it's above average. Well, it's that, not like low, low, but you went that low. I thought you were going to give it a four. I thought... I, I can... I, I'm teetering. Like I, yeah. like, I could get to the four if I really wanted to, but yeah. like initial reaction, I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Because when I watch Legends, I want to really laugh. Yeah. And uh, they had some funny moments, but... Uh, I want to see where the show goes. Like, it, it was good, don't get me wrong, and I yeah. enjoyed it, but there was no real character progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm still kind of disappointed that Mick and Stein and Jax are kind of in the background. Yeah. They're not in the action. Maybe it's because Firestorm's getting too powerful? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, they, like again, they were the ones to save the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it just stinks because Stein has been in the background for the past four yeah. episodes or so. So that means Firestorm's been in the background for the past four episodes or so. Yeah, and, and, and that was, I know, like, my number one ca- character. It's Firestorm. It's Firestorm, and Mick is right there after. Yeah. But, um, it's funny how you could consider uh, Stein and Jax as one character. Yeah. I love it, because it, it's fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you want to jump into arguably our favorite show this season? Oh, hands down. Hands down, Arrow has definitely been... Yes. Bringing its A game. Definitely. So hit it. All right. So this was called The Sin Eater. Oliver meets Prometheus's mo- alleged mother who refuses to help him. Does it actually say alleged? Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, during a prison transfer, Chan, Carey, and Warner kill the guards and escape. Oliver appoints Dina as an SCPD Did officer. Did you say Dina? Yeah. I'm not. Dina. No. Dina. Dina. It's spelled like Dina. It's Dina. I got gotcha. you. Pike receives evidence that the Green Arrow killed Malone, and he orders a manhunt. Oliver and Quentin track down the trio, who escaped due to the intervention of the ACU. Oliver surmises that Prometheus is responsible for sending the evidence. Susan confronts Oliver for being the vigilante, which he denies. Thea discredits her by having Felicity hack Susan's files and insert proof that she committed plagiarism. Susan gets angry with Oliver, who confronts Thea. He reveals the cover-up of Malone's death to Pike. 
The team intercepts the trio, stealing money from a stash left by church and are ambushed by the mercenaries. The ACU arrives and arrests the trio, allowing Team Arrow to leave. Quentin gives Dina his, <laughs> his blessing to assume the Black Canary identity. Word of the cover-up is later leaked to the media, which could lead to Oliver's impeachment. In flashbacks, Oliver and Anatoly engage Gregor's men. Gregor, you can say Anatoly. You can say Anatoly. Gregor in a, an accent, but when it comes to Dinah, God forbid. I do it on purpose. What was that last line, by the way? I totally interrupted you. Dina? No. What Gregor, about Dina? Gregor prepares. Gregor prepares to kill Anatoly. Do you want to start with the flashbacks because they're super short? They're super short, but they're super good. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a hospital escape. Yes. And Gregor's there to kill Anatoly. Yeah. I love how aware Oliver is yeah, at this point. And sometimes I kind of forget how aware he can be. Yeah, and the fact that he's so yeah. capable with a firearm, too. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, walk- he's walking around one-handed shooting. Yeah. One-handed shooting's hard. Yeah. I can barely shoot with two hands. I can barely shoot with three. We're going to talk about that later, but anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were they were very yeah. short, and I guess we're going to have to wait till next week to see what happens yeah. with that. So what do you want to talk about first? Um, there's so much good that happened in this episode. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Susan first. Susan. Miss Susie. Um, Susie. <laughs> Miss Susie. You don't like that? Miss Susie. Miss Susie. Yeah, so let's start with uh, Oliver's girlfriend, Susan. Not anymore. Oh, yeah, not anymore. Ex-girlfriend? Ex-girlfriend. Uh, so she f- confronts him about being the Green Arrow. Yeah. Did you see that one coming? Yeah. I, th- I thought it would be more like a season-long kind of stretch. I'm surprised they jumped into it so quick. Well... I mean, we don't know how long she's had an idea. Um, we we know she has she had hardcore evidence last episode. Well, not really hardcore evidence. It was it was a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. But it was a picture of the original Green Arrow or yeah. the Arrow or the Hood, whatever you want to call him. And in Russia, in Russia, at the same time Oliver was, and Oliver has the Bratva tattoo. Yes. So that's that's her proof. Super circumstantial. The only thing that would really hurt Oliver at that point would be that he wasn't on Lian Yu. Yeah. Despite what everybody thought. So, I like how at first Oliver, like, joking, he's like, I am the Green Arrow. What are you kidding? I was just kidding. Oh my god, you're so silly, Susan. Uh, Did you think Theo was too ruthless? Yes. I I I understood where she was coming from. Where she was coming from, but, I mean... To do what she did, though, like, she basically, like, Oliver even told her, you just ruined her life. She can't get a job anymore. In journalism. In journalism. You And you just destroyed a relationship I had with someone who, you know, took me a while to get into one after being first destroyed by Felicity. Then Laurel's and death. And then Laurel's death, who... You could tell there was going to be maybe hopefully something a reconcile, reconnection right there with those two. So he's had um yeah so he's had a rough couple months. Oliver's had a rough past five years. Well, I just for ten like, years I, now. I just, I just meant like relationship. Yeah, he's definitely. And Sarah died like eighteen times. Yeah. God, 
I was watching the season two finale with him versus yeah. Slade, and they, they in the flashback they even go, "How many times are you gonna watch her die?" or yeah. something along those lines. I was like, "Ha, you have no idea, Slade." <laughs> but um, I, I definitely thought that Thea went pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Felicity was so for it. Um, I feel like if anybody, it, it's but, almost personal at that point. This is the thing. I don't think Felicity exactly knew because she. She knew she was hacking into Susan's computer, and she knew, you know, she saw the files that Susan has and everything, but I don't think she knew what she was putting into the computer, though. You think, like... I think... Wait, you think Thea was like, just get me into her computer and then leave the room for a few minutes? I mean, or it could have just been, you know, who knows, but I don't think, I don't think Felicity would do that. Yeah. Felicity... Obviously, I you know Felicity she would did hack. Know. You know Felicity would hack and do but you all don't that. Think she was I don't. I don't think she was involved with the whole putting um, proof in there of the plagiarism and all that bad stuff. All right. So, do you think we're gonna see her again and Super Vendetta yeah. style? Yeah, she's gonna come back very um, vengeful. I think. Yeah, definitely. But um, what did you think of? I, uh, what? Sorry. Were you gonna say oh, something on the topic of Susan? Oh, hit me. Yeah. Oh, you so actually saw, hit me. I know. So we saw things get leaked to the media. Yes. Do we think that was her? Or do we think that is Prometheus? Oh, no, I thought what got leaked to the media. The uh, Oh, the the cover-up thing at the end? That was Prometheus. You think? 100%. He's the only other person that knew. But, oh, well, yeah. But, I don't know. I I just have some sort of feeling like she did some of it. She she was involved somehow. I wouldn't be surprised if she's Prometheus. You would be surprised if Susan Williams was Prometheus. Yeah, that's weird. That's too much. I I don't think so. Why not? Uh, uh, I can't have a good argument as to why <laughs> not. But but think about it. She's, she would have already known that. Ol- she wouldn't have needed the pictures to realize that Oliver was the Green Arrow. She would have already known. No, because he has a mask and a hood, and makeup. You can't tell it's him. It's better disguised than Superman. Easy. Um. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be I don't think she is, but if they were to reveal Prometheus as her, I'd be like, makes sense, because think about it. She is a journalist. She could find out about the book. I mean, she has access to his apartment or wherever he's living because they are dating. Oh, yeah, true, true. I didn't even think about that. I mean, so she could have access to some stuff that laying around in there. Um, So, who knows? I'm just excited to finally find out who Prometheus is, which we won't find out until I'm sure, like, the last episode. I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird how they're doing that because... What they revealed who Merlin was, and usually they reveal the big villains at the mid-season finale. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of surprised that we haven't seen who Prometheus really is. Yeah. Because I really don't think it's this guy that they all think it is. No. I mean, you know. Yeah. Do we want to go over to uh, talk about the ACU and the trio of females? Let's talk about the trio. All right. Um... So did you forget who Liza Warner was? Yes. Yeah. I, was, no, I had to, to double check. Yeah. Once, once they showed the flashbacks, I was like, oh, okay, there's that's who she is. Yeah. Like I was like, 
We've seen you before. We've seen them all before. Cupid's been in a few episodes. Yeah. China White was really big early in the show, yeah. but now she's kind of disappeared. I was or like, China Wei. Yeah. I was like, I, I know all of you. I was like, okay, I know you're Cupid, obviously. She didn't say her line. No. And Thea didn't make fun of her for it. No. It's Cupid, Cupid stupid. stupid. Yeah. I was waiting for it, too. Oh, I was, too. I was like, it's Cupid. No, uh, no, no, no. I forgot. Uh, I, I forgot she was a former cop too. Yeah. Until they mentioned, it. I was like, "Oh yeah. yeah, everybody's a cop in this show." Yeah. Because cops are the best. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So they escape from the e- most Custody. easily escapable jail ever, or the jail bus. Sit down. I can't fraternize with you. God, <laughs> oh, God. I would fraternize with her. No, you wouldn't. That's Mrs. Winchester. <laughs> That's Mary Winchester, guys. Ugh. But, um, yeah. I like how she actually pulls the arrows out of people because she's yeah. like, they're expensive. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, anyway. yeah. Um, it shows how vicious they are. Mm-hmm. And it made sense in terms of why Liza Warner wanted to, why she went backwards yeah. because she saw that Quentin had been working with Damien Dark yes. the whole time. I forgot all about that, too. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I'm surprised Damien Dark hasn't been erased from this timeline yet. He's kind of been an aberration. Great, we don't know when they pulled Damien Dark from the timeline 100%. Well, Time travel's yeah. hard. Well, I mean, it's kind of erased. He's dead. Yeah, but if they pulled out a younger version of him... No. Then the version no. that was... No, don't even talk about this, because... All right, let me get the too, board out. I'm going to start confusing. drawing. Hold on. It's too confusing. Here's timeline one, then here's timeline two. No. Um... Arrow has their own flashpoint. Yeah, arrow point. Arrow point. <laughs> it works better. What are you talking about? Get it? Because arrows are... Yeah, no, I, that's why I said it works better. But anyway, thanks for uh, reiterating what I said. But better. Actually, I said it. Okay. I, I called it arrow point. I know, but I said it was better. And then you were like, yeah, it's better because it's arrow point. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying that's why I said it. All right. Gosh. Let's not let the kids see mom and dad fight. <laughs> I'm going to my room. That's it. I'm done. I quit this. No, we're just kidding, guys, I think. But, um... And, I mean, the, the villains were just kind of there. Yeah. And they were the catalyst for the N- ACU. I always say MCU. Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Um, yes. The ACU, yeah. What was... By Pike. Yeah. Blood by Pike. Do you remember this Pike guy? I don't really remember him too much. I don't either. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I want to say this is the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah, I'm sure we've seen him in an episode yeah. or two, but he's not like Captain Singh, who we know Captain no, Singh. exactly. Can we also point out that the mayor did the swearing-in ceremony for a city pol- for a single city police officer? Yeah. I don't know. When I went through my process, it wasn't like that. The mayor yeah. did not come to swear me in. Yeah. But I guess it's different city to town. Yeah. But um, she just kind of started working. She didn't have to, like... Is she... She's a... Well, she's a transfer, technically. Oh, uh, yeah. She, uh... Um, yeah, because she's with Star City. Uh, uh, lateral, I think the actual yeah. technical term is. But, um... Yeah, it's it's weird. Is she? Because I thought she was going to be detective. Yeah. She's wearing a patrol uniform all the time. We see her, so I think maybe she's just patrol right now. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit more of her and uh, John. Yep. But oh, you know what? I'm jumping ahead. Anything else you want to talk about the trio of bad guys? Um, just that that final scene and the where were they? they were at it like a graveyard. Graveyard, right? Yeah, because it was inside. Of I liked. Or... I loved Wild Dog. He's like, it's very disrespectful. What we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, or something along those lines. That was a cool little fight scene. Oh, I yeah, yeah, it. definitely dug it. Yeah. And um, I feel like Mr. Terrific sports this awesome new outfit, and I'm like, yes, yes it's got better protection. 
he still gets his butt kicked by Cupid oh, yeah. and somebody. And I think it's uh, yeah, Liza Warner. Or yeah, something. So they're like, like beating the snot yeah. out of him at the end. It's not like he was fighting one. He was fighting two. What was the rest of the team doing? I think Renee got hurt. And then the other two were fighting against the gang members. Yeah. How cool was it when Oliver's just like th- shooting off yeah. exploding arrows like nobody's business? <laughs> I love practical effects. Yeah. And I love like how like when they do explosions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was really cool because I always forget how many cool arrows he actually oh, has. Yeah. Still waiting for the uh, the return of the boxing glove arrow though. Uh, for some reason, I feel like we won't. Oh, see it. that's Wildcat. That's what I was thinking of when we were talking about legends. There's uh, a there's a legend a Justice Society member named yeah. Wildcat, but they showed him in the modern times. He yeah. was the one who was training Laurel. Um, anything else on our trio of bad guys? They were pretty straightforward with their yeah. intentions. We want money so we can escape. Yeah, the the big story for this episode was the ACU yeah. trying to get the Green Arrow. So we'll talk about that after we talk about Dinah's story. Dina. Her name's not Dina. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, a, I like her street biker costume look. It's very yeah. reminiscent of the comics uh, with the exception. It looked like she was wearing the fishnet stockings at one point, but yeah. I couldn't tell. But they give her Laurel's mask. Yes. And the whole well, run... It was Laurel's. Kind of. She denied it. But she wore it. She took yeah. it. Well, at first she denied it. Yeah. And um, then Quentin talked to her. I loved the scene with her and Quentin. Yes. About how she's like, I'm not really ready to follow yeah. in your daughter's footsteps. Because him and Oliver were talking about it at first. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, I didn't. I wanted to call her Black Canary, but I don't want to... And he says you'd be honoring her legacy, yes. and that's what she wanted. And, and he said the same, similar to to Dinah. To Dinah, she said, "I don't want to follow in her footsteps." And I don't think I can fill her fill her, fill her and, shoes. And yeah. he said, "You don't have to fill them; just follow. You have to something. honor them." Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got the general context. Yeah. It's sad to say that this Black Canary has gotten so much more character development and such like a richer character than Laurel was. Yeah. Because at first I don't think they knew what to do with Laurel. No. Uh, season one Laurel was fine. Drug drug Druggy. addict Laurel yeah. was not fine. And then she was only really good in her last season, which yeah. was the most upsetting. Unfortunately. I still want to see Katie Cassidy come back. She will. She's supposed to be on Legends yeah. by the end of the season. but Because um, she has one of those multi-show deals. Yeah. But this this version of Black Canary, Dinah Drake, I'm I'm really getting into. Yeah, I want to see her and Oliver interact more. Cause she's really been Diggle's sidekick almost. Yeah, it's cool that Diggle's like the cool older brother of everybody at this point. Mm-hmm. Like Oliver's the strict father type figure, but um, Diggle's been kind of the mentor to all of them. Yes, and he's got a cool new helmet, which is fun. Yeah. I like when I I don't know what it is, but I love when they get new costumes. I yeah. hate how they didn't even mention that Oliver got sleeves on his costume this season. Yeah. I think it's because Stephen Amell, like, at first he was like, yeah, I totally love this costume, and then he started filming in it, <laughs> and they film in Vancouver. If you watch any CW show, it's always winter. Yeah. They're always wearing long pants and long sleeves, and you can see their breath. Supernatural was famous for it. Yes. They wear flannel all year round. Yeah. But, um... And, and you can see their breath, even if there is no ghost around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm really waiting for Thea to run back to come back to the fold, though. I don't, I don't think she will until it's time to battle Prometheus. Yeah, I think she's hung up her costume. Literally. Yeah. Um, unless certain circumstances arise, like we we've seen this season. Mm-hmm. So I, unfortunately, it's unfortunate. 
I think part of it might be, hopefully, it's because Roy's going to come back. I really hope and so. If he I'm comes waiting for back, this. He's going to wear red, and she can't. They both can't be wearing that red costume. You know, it's funny because they still expect us to believe that that costume fits both of them perfectly. Yeah, that's got to be two different costumes. Oh yeah. Uh, if when Roy comes back, he has to come back as Red Arrow. Yeah. That it it just needs to at this point because he was called Speedy once. But it was more because Oliver was trying to remind him of, of Thea yeah. while he was in his Miracle yep. Rage. So he called him Speedy once. Then he was Arsenal. Yes. Because I think Amanda Waller, I think it was, who said, you're just another tool in his arsenal. Yeah. But um, I want to see if if he's going to come back, mm-hmm. I want to see him come back as Red Arrow, yes. as his own hero. Like, that's the identity he took. Yes. Um, it, it would make the most sense because we have no clue what Roy's been up to. No. And we miss him. Very much. Definitely. Um, it's definitely one of those times where it's really upsetting that the actor had so much trouble in real yeah. life that it led to him uh, not being Going on the show. From show, yeah. show to show. Because he was big on Teen Wolf. That's ending now, too. And um, then he was on. He did a couple of movies. But did that Candy Crush commercial or something like that. Remember? He was on the yeah. subway. I remember. I, I think I texted you after the first time I saw it. I was like, yeah. oh, man. Colton Haynes really working hard. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram, though. He's fun. He's a cool dude. Uh but you want to talk lastly about our friend Adrian, the DA? Yeah. Uh, he is the one that convinces Oliver about the cover-up to begin with. Yeah. And then I love how he walked in and he was just like, "You need to, we need to get ahead of this now. And he's like, I really wish you'd just come in one day and just be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Notice we do our lines out of context or <laughs> we paraphrase a little bit. Yeah. But then like he puts on the news and he's like, oh, yeah, you kind of downplayed this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, he is vigilante in the comics. Yeah. They might take some liberties with it in this iteration like they have in the past with um, you know Speedy being one yeah. and uh, Wally being another. They might take some, some liberties, but yeah, he in the comics, he is vigilante. Yes. Because I know a lot of people were thinking he was going to be... Uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, which would make sense too. Yeah. Imagine if he has split personalities. And he's both. He's both. Um, that'd be an interesting take on the story. Yeah. Uh, that'd be really interesting because Prometheus, as far as I know, he is a made-up character for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was never. Um, Maybe it's all just Oliver's imagination. The whole <laughs> they did an episode. You remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah. They did an episode where she was hit by something, and then it transferred her to the quote-unquote real world, where this is all in her mind. Yeah. And they play with that concept. And by the end of the episode, you might you think that it might actually be all yeah. in her mind. But, um, yeah. He really wasn't in the episode, but I definitely... Mm-hmm. I dug it. Uh, I'm still missing Artemis. I'm still yeah. missing Ragman. And I'm trying to see if Prometheus is an actual villain. Arrow's had a very big revolving door of characters yes. in this season, which is good. It's it, it's yeah. nice to show how big this world actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so Prometheus is an actual character in the comics. Oh, really? Let me see. Uh, fictional supervillain appearing in comic books. Normally he's an adversary of Batman because huh. that's what they do. Uh, he's a, relatively new. 1998 okay. was his first appearance. Um, why don't you talk for a minute? <laughs> wow, it'd be subtle. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! But uh, apparently he doesn't I swear have an identity. We're professionals. He doesn't have an identity in the comic books. It looks like too. Huh? Hmm. See, that makes it even harder to be like, who could it be? Yeah. Wow. 
I like um, it though. No superhuman abilities, but like Batman, intense physical and mental training, and utilizes an extensive array of technology and equipment. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's an archer in the comics per se. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple of Prometheuses too. There's there was one in 1986 named Kurt Calhoun. Oh yeah, yeah. In Blue Beetle <laughs> number three. I love Blue Beetle. It's funny they keep mentioning Ted Cord. And mm-hmm. Cord Industries, but they have yeah. yet to actually show Blue Beetle, which is kind of upsetting. Yes. Um, I don't think we ever will. Unless someone on the team dies and they need someone new. But then, what are you going to do with Young Justice? With Michael Dorn providing the uncredited voice work. I like Michael Dorn. Mm-hmm. But, um... We can yeah. we talk about um, Oliver and as Oliver, not as Green Arrow. As Mayor Queen? As Mayor Queen. What do you want to talk um, about Mayor Queen? felt like this was another strong Mayor Queen episode. Yeah, I, I think they're finally trying to find that balance of, yeah. uh, you know, between the vigilante and... Because, yes, do I really love Oliver as Green Arrow? Yeah. But I wanted to see him more as the mayor. And now that we're getting it, I'm liking it. Well, we're going to see a lot more of it next episode, apparently. Yes. Um, do you think he's going to get impeached? No. no. I don't think so either. No. Because... I mean, we'll see how good of a friend the DA is. Maybe he'll just come out and be like, it was all me. He had no idea. Yeah. You know? Or they can blame it on Prometheus. Yeah. I can see, like, some sort of hidden video footage of the whole thing or something. Yeah. Something they're like... They're going to stage something. They're going to MacGuffin something out yeah. of it. Oh, let's just look over here at uh, the MacGuffin city <laughs> or whatever. What did they call it in Lego Batman? The MacGuffin plane or something like yeah. that? The name of the plane was McGuffin. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Is anything else you want to talk about with this episode? Uh, I did like how Prometheus was still the main bad guy, and he wasn't even in it. Yeah. But um, we still think that uh, Prometheus is not this mystery love child of some random guy Oliver killed years and years ago. No. Um, I, I still don't believe it. No. Back in his face paint days. <laughs> I really don't miss the Oliver Queen face paint. Why not? Like, in the first season... It, it was still weird. And then they finally explained it in season two yeah. when Barry first appeared. He's like, because a mask will make it so I can't see side to side or something. He said yeah. it much more technical, but um, yeah. You can't check out his peripherals with a mask. Yeah, and that's why Barry made this this quote-unquote special mask for him, yeah. which was awesome. But, uh, I mean, in terms of episodes, it was pretty solid. I dug yeah. it. Fight scenes were, were on point. There was character development. Um, good effects because, you know, sometimes Arrow can have some lame effects. Yeah. Especially whenever, whenever Oliver's swinging on something, because they really don't want to put a guy in a harness, I guess. Yeah. Like uh, when he shot the helicopter a couple of episodes ago, when it was close ups, you could see like him actually like on the wire kicking yeah. people and punching people. But then like the wide shots, you're like, that's not real. No. Um, but yeah, it kind of hit all my uh, yeah all my main points. So I'm gonna give it a four give for my four. Star City rating. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna give it a four also. Um, Really, the only character development was Mayor Queen. Yeah. Um, other than that, not really. Oh, the, the Sin Eater. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dinah. Dinah had some, just more with the canary identity, really. There wasn't really any other. So, and like you said, the, the fight scene at the end was really good. Um, and it's got me fully intrigued with it. The mayor side and the Green Arrow side. Um, so I'm pretty confident that we're going to 
finish strong with this season. Do you think that we're hyping up Prometheus too much and we're going to be disappointed when he's finally revealed? No. It has to be the right person. Yeah. Um, as long as they pull it off correctly and they give us someone not like out of left field, like I'm hoping it's someone we know. Yeah. Do you? Would you be okay if they kept Prometheus for next season's villain too? Yeah. Because really the only show that's kept a villain has been uh, Flash with Ivar yeah. Thawne. He's the only one that's been back. And, and Grodd, who's been yeah. a, a constant thorn in the side. Yeah. But uh, in terms of other characters, like, we, yeah, we got China White again, and yeah. Cupid's been recurring, and now mm-hmm. Liza Warner. But um, I, I would not be, I would be totally okay if they reveal who Prometheus is in the last step. Like, the last shot could be him just taking off his hood, and it's somebody we know. Yeah. Like Tommy. Yeah. Or even Roy. But we don't know. How, why, what, where, when. If it's the real Roy, if it's our two Roy, if it's Mercury Roy. There's a, a character in the Batman series called Hush. Hush was, uh, I forget the actual name. I think it's like Thomas Ellicott or, Ellicott or something like that. But he got plastic surgery to look like Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be really like cool. Yeah. Like the, the, mystery, the mystery of Prometheus is fun. And yes. it's the longest lasting character that we haven't had revealed yeah. in any of our shows. Mm-hmm. Like, Eobard Thawne was basically revealed the first episode of Flash. Yeah. We see him walk into the Braille room. Mm-hmm. And then Zoom was revealed to the mid-season finale, yeah. as per typical. And then, um, you know, we've never had a, a... Malcolm Merlin was revealed, I think, halfway through also. Yeah. But, yeah, in terms of villains, Prometheus has been a really strong one. Yeah. Because it helps that he knows who Oliver Queen is. Yes. And it makes him that much scarier. Yeah. And I, and I like how they're using him as not just physical, but mental. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's every episode, we don't see them fighting. It's all mind games and everything. It's, but when they do fight, it's yes. awesome. It is awesome. So uh, I think that brings us towards our ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, any announcements we want to do? No. No? Well, I'll, I'll, still, <laughs> I'll reiterate our announcement from last yeah. week because we're still getting... Uh, some some feedback on it so we were talking last week about yes. possibly doing brief star city ratings for some of our some of the other super shows yeah. like obviously we'll do a full episode for iron fist and the defenders when it comes out um, but we typically do all the episodes in yes. one big episode but uh would you guys like us to do a star city rating for some of the other super shows or mm-hmm. comic book based shows for example i watch ages of shield riverdale I still don't have. I still have only have the first episode of Legion and yeah. the first episode of Powerless, but there's so many shows that are comic book based, and we'd love to hear what yes. kind of requests you guys would have. Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. I mean, if you, I know you're you're a pretty big Walking yeah. Dead fan, and um, I know the comics more than the show because mm-hmm. I stopped at season three, <laughs> season four maybe. I don't even know. After the prison, but um, yeah. So if any, if you, if you guys want any like yeah. just brief or even full episodes, we'd be willing to kind of. Um, play around maybe like Definitely. every month do a retro of all the shows because um, I know we've done that for the Arrowverse shows because that's yeah. how really the show started off with superhero movies and then it yes. kind of dwelled into the show. the shows and we primarily stuck with the Arrowverse multiverse fan cast you know but if you guys want to hear a little bit more about that please let us know and um, you guys should we do the big announcement should we do the big announcement we don't have one Come on, you want to do the big announcement? Yeah, let's do the big announcement. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? You got this, bro. All right, so as you guys know, we recently got all sorts of new equipment that we're still still working on how yeah. to use. 
But uh, we were approached by one of our listeners who does technology and audio and like he video and music stuff. We recorded in his studio our Comic Con episode, which was yes. met with universal acclaim for its quality. Yes, not the quality of us, so the quality of the sound and the production. Yeah. So he is getting sponsored by another company, and they will a be donating equipment to our podcast. Yes, and b we're going to do a special episode. In his studio, possibly on video also? Yes. Um, he will be recording us for the company he's working with because um, they need, they want to get some uh, video media content on their website. So uh, he uh, brought up our name and he's going to record us using some of the new equipment. And then once we're done recording that episode, he will be giving that to us so we are very grateful for that so that's potentially going to be one of our biggest episodes of all time yes so the question to you guys is what do you want us to talk about yes um i know you and i talked off air about doing a young justice episode for it but i feel like it doesn't do it justice yep (laughs) so we want to hear from you guys this is going to be yeah we want or power rangers we were talking about but um this is going to be one of our biggest episodes of all time Yes. It will be video, it'll be audio, it'll be the whole nine. I know we wanted to we wanted to do wanted to do video to do video video for, for when Justice League came out. Yeah. But that's 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 a pretty far away Yes. Uh for us. this equipment now. Yes. <laughs> um we don't have a set time and date or no. when we're gonna be doing this, but we'll we want to know you. what you guys would love to hear us yeah. talk about. And no no contents off limits. No. Um we'll even we'll do research, we'll watch yeah. um obscure things i know yep. we've gotten requests to do some of the animated stuff yes um, batman the animated series etc um so yeah we want to know what you guys want us to talk about so you can actually visually see us for the first time ever sorry you'll love it you'll love one of us but anyway it's gonna be me it's gonna be you it's gonna <laughs> be me so how can uh people get in touch with us to drop all this content our way um, they could email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. You could just message us on Facebook or even just post on our wall on Facebook. Just search for The Multiverse Fancast there. Um, or on Twitter, if you guys are into the whole Twitter deal, uh, our handle is MVFancast. Um, and that's how you can get in touch with us. To give us a listen, you could find us on three different places. You would have your iTunes store. Just search Multiverse Fancast there. On Podbean and on the Satchel Podcast app. Um, search us on all those. Give us a listen. Give us some likes, comments, reviews, star ratings. All that good stuff there. Um, just so we know what we need to improve on. Um, and just keep working hard on what we're doing right and everything. And speaking of which, we did get a lot of feedback about doing all the shows in one episode. Yes. Which was uh, met with universal approval because yeah. it made it easier for us to get out shows but uh, we want to do a very special thank you to Mr. Vanacoro, Matt Vanacoro, yes. who's going to be helping us out with all that new technology upgrades so if you're listening Matt thank you so much we appreciate it and uh, make sure you guys stay tuned because we have our Lego Batman episode going up right after this yes. so as always I'm, which one am I? <laughs> I'm Max and I'm Ronnie and we'll be back in the flight.